Hey, hey, everybody. Hope you lot are doing okay this week. We've got another brilliant episode of the FIFA Player Podcast. We're speaking to another legend of the game about her footballing exploits and her musical talents. I loved this interview. And in today's edition of our Versus section, Alvaro and I are channeling our inner commentator, Sam Matterface, and going head-to-head on a very weird challenge. Okay, let's do it. Let's see who we're talking to in our fieldwork interview this week. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Fieldwork, the part of our show where we talk to a footballer about their life, their passions, and maybe a little bit about their musical tastes. Our guest today really bridges the gap between the sporting world and the musical world. Hannah Wilkinson hails from New Zealand, but her sporting career has taken her all over the world with spells in the US, in Sweden, Portugal, and Germany before returning to the Southern Hemisphere to play at her current team, Melbourne City. As well as being an elite athlete, Hannah is also a skilled musician, which I'm hoping to hear very, very much about today. Um, But (laughs) Hannah Wilkinson, (laughs) welcome to the FIFA Play On Podcast. How are you? What's up? Good. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. A pleasure. So Hannah, let's start with football. Where does football rank in New Zealand? You know, there's so many sports in New Zealand. There's rugby, there's cricket, there's netball, and there's basketball. What was it that attracted you to playing football? I think it just became, like, my brothers started playing when I was very young, and so I just kind of followed them into whatever they did, I did. So I just kind of followed them into it. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, football is not quite at the same level as, as rugby and cricket in New Zealand. Right. I'm not sure where basketball ranks there, but it's it's certainly like climbing closer, um, you know, with the, the World Cup coming to New Zealand and everything as well. That's always going to help. But yeah, I think we're still pushing to get that um, closer and closer to the likes of rugby and cricket, particularly women's football, because women's football is like, I think it, young girls in New Zealand, uh, that's the, kind of the sport of their choice right now, Love that. which is really, really exciting. Love that. So. Yeah, the the future for football in New Zealand does look bright. It's amazing. Amazing. And how is it actually with women's uh, rugby and cricket? Is that also, you know, more established than women's football? Or is it just, you know, is it the same as, you know, the men's rugby, cricket and football? Yeah, so what we're seeing now is um, women's rugby and, and cricket has actually gotten a huge following right now. Um, a lot more support has been put into, into cricket and, and rugby in those fields. And it's like... I think women's sport in general has come a long way like yeah. over the years. Mm. It's always been quite male dominated. I mean, it still kind of is globally. But um, yeah, in, in terms of New Zealand, you can see the success that we have in those teams, particularly rugby and cricket. Kiwis want to see Kiwis succeed. Mm. So I think <laughs> um, those sports are exactly what people wanting to watch over and over again. And so the investment for football is slowly like coming there and saying that it is harder to succeed in football personally, I think, because it's like a more global sport. More people play this. It's it's huge. Mm. So um, that's where we're trying to like kind of catch up there. I think, that's, I think you're on, on the way. And I, by the way, I think Kiwi is like the best definition of a nation. That's I, I wish Spain had something as cool <laughs> as that, you know, but <laughs> as a Kiwi, you, you play uh, the first part of, of your life. You played in, in New Zealand, but then you moved to U.S. Um, we talked about this and, and we know women's uh, soccer is where, very well established in the U.S., do you have any comparison to, to how it is there in terms of playing standards and the profile of the sport and, and facilities? Yeah, I mean, what attracted me the most to the U.S. at the time was um, the college system. So I was young when I moved to the U.S. I, I went and played in, in a college. Mm-hmm. It wasn't professional. It was a, a college setup. So 
I played for the University of Tennessee for like five years. Nice. And um, yeah, it, straight away, you know, I always heard that the US was very, very professional and, and um, you know, soccer was soccer, as they call it over there, yeah. is uh, massive, massive. And, you know, the whole US national team is made up of college graduates. So um, that was always something that very, very much appealed to me. And um, it was you know, the best decision I ever made to go and play there. And it's always something that I say to young Kiwi players that want to go and expand their game, like, and get out overseas and, and do that scary adventure. I say, you've got to go to college because mm. it's a great stepping stone into professional. Yeah, it was the best decision I made by far. I mean, I think also basketball is very, and college in, in America is very, has an incredible, I know Spanish people going to to the States as well, yeah. like for, I don't know, college degree or something just to, to study something because they want to be, you know, a football or a basketball player. That's, that's an amazing exactly. chance. Yeah. yeah. And then Hannah, you moved over to Europe, um, which I can relate to. I've, I've played uh, in Italy for Juventus and uh, had to learn the new language and new cultures. How was it playing in Europe for you? Like, how was it assimilating to different cultures and experiencing new things? It was it was awesome. It was it was such a um, a cool way to experience the world. Mm. Football is is so like you already make so many amazing friendships like mm. just naturally, right. and so to do that in so many different cultures was so special. And I jumped from like I went from Sweden to Portugal to Sweden again, and then to Germany. So I went and had all of these very different experiences with. With, you know in terms of culture and I'd just come from the US as well so by then I felt very worldly and I had all <laughs> of these amazing friends from all over the place and that's the other thing right like you make friends with people from yeah. all kinds of different countries too because you end up being amazing. if you're in a if you're in like a, um, a non-English speaking country all of the internationals have this little group because English is like the <laughs> the only thing that brings you together because yeah. you, you're like, who yeah. can speak English here, you know? So it's so cool. It's so special. Let's talk about your international career because, I mean, I've seen you've played a hundred times for your country now. Do you still feel like the nerve-wracking thing from the beginning or is it just, you know, totally relaxed or how do you feel playing now and playing before? Of course, you learn over the years to adapt to that kind of pressure you play and then the more success that you earn and gain your value sort of increases maybe like intrinsically as well so you kind of mm. learn to trust yourself that much more and I think that's the difference mm. the more games I play the uh, the more I find that I just know how to um, handle those moments where it, whether it be like a world cup game or an olympic game it's that that's that's an environment that you kind of need experience yeah mm -hmm. yeah i can i can definitely relate to that because i think you know when you come on those big stages like the world cup often you know it is it does feel like an out-of-body experience but i always used to tell myself i've been here before mm -hmm. right so exactly. that experience comes into it and that as you said you begin to really just trust your ability in mm -hmm. that moment that feels a little bit um, big, too big for you. Exactly. Um, so we're going to switch to your musical talents, Hannah. This is <laughs> a section we've been looking forward to. You know, I just heard some of your, your singles on Spotify, which are incredible. You play the drums, you play the guitar, you write your own songs. <laughs> is that something that you like to do to take your energy away from football 
Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what it does. It's it's a kind of a um a little bit of an escape because I I I like to balance my football with that side of me quite a lot because right. I find that it, everyone kind of is a lot different. And I've met players that are just completely football oriented. That's all they live for. That's it. Um, but that's not how I kind of work. I like to kind of like balance that because the I find that like to deal with pressure sometimes as an elite athlete. I need to take myself away and just like do things that serve me in other ways. And that's the creative, creative side of me. And so I think my biggest kind of effort into my music was those first few years of professional because there was, I found that there was a lot more pressure suddenly going from a college situation where I had four or five years guaranteed that I just had somewhere to play to, well, I have to perform or I won't have a job, mm. you know. So I found that the pressure there increased so much that I found, you know, and I also found that I had a lot more time outside. Um, you know, we'd train for a couple of hours every day and then the rest of the day was yours to just right. recover. And I thought, man, that's perfect just to like create some music. And that's when I recorded those two uh, singles. Time has been a man to stir my coffee stone cold. Pushing 25 years old Young for some But I feel my old and bold So many damn lessons I've already been told Been flying around On a broken way But I know I'm ready to focus Yeah, I know when Well, time isn't been so bad To me after all I healed up and I Let down these walls Amazing songs. I mean, it's kind of cool making peace with music. I feel, you know, one because one thing is doing music for yourself when you need to balance it out. And another thing is just mm -hmm. to put it out there. So what gave you like the the guts to say, okay, I'm not only going to make music for myself, but I'm just going to, you know, put it on Spotify. The better I got at my music, it was mostly something that was just for me. Mm -hmm. um, but then I started to get a little bit more confidence because people were telling me like, you sound pretty good. Like, Uh, can you play this one? Can you do this one? I'd bring my guitar on tour everywhere. My teammates would be like, this is song. Yeah. so hearing people say that kind of gave me a bit more confidence in my ability. And then I just kept practicing and practicing. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just throw it up on Spotify because you can just do that like for free. Yeah. And, you know, you can earn just tiny amounts of money as well. So it's just like, well, let's just see how popular it is. And um, Waiting for the Sun was awesome. It, like, everyone listened to that like more people than i would have ever expected listened to that song wow yeah you have like a hundred thousand uh streams on that song or something more than a hundred thousand yeah so incredible it was yeah it's not what i expected but um it was just a pleasant surprise and just like it was i i did all the recording myself i bought like a recording mic and everything um and 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 just did just went with that used garage brand it was very like nice <laughs> very basic <laughs> job but You know, I just was like, I just want to do this. I don't really want to like mess around with a studio or anything. Like, I just want to see if I can do this myself. And yeah, managed to like just get some of my stuff out there. I still have so many songs that I want to put out, but it takes time. And yeah. I think I will eventually, but. I mean, I feel, you know, yeah. everyone feels like everything is really like, uh, oh, you do music. It's it's fun for you. It's, you know, you can do that for free or you can, <laughs> you know, and, and it's easy for you. So you probably do this in two minutes, but actually recording a song. And also now that you tell me you recorded it by yourself. I also started with GarageBand and I know I was spending like days <laughs> and days figuring out this compressor here. Then what, how does this work? <laughs> what does this do? Yeah, it's, uh, it was, a, it was a bit of a grind. I couldn't listen to those songs anymore. I can't either. I it's, can't. It's like, no. 
horrible. Because I was so sick of them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I love the yeah. fact that you say that you do music for yourself, right? Because often that's the music that people really like love. And mm. I, I have a lot of co- a couple of friends who are artists. I, I collect art, and cool. they always say like I I do it for myself, and that's the one that's the art that sells the most, right? So yeah, exactly. it's great to hear that you just you know the simplicity of how you create music, and you just put it out there, and people love it. So yeah, that's awesome to hear. So mm. we're gonna move to a, a quick fire section. Um, so we're gonna start with the past okay. where it all began. What is your first footballing memory? Uh, playing with boys' teams only. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I didn't play Same. with, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. there were no girls' teams. Yeah. It's very different now. Very different now, thankfully. Very There's different. Lots yeah. of girls' teams, but I completely relate. I was mm. always with boys when I was younger. Mm. What was the first match you went to? I can only remember thinking just quickly now when you asked that is the under 17 women's world cup in New Zealand. I can't remember any other games before that that really stuck out, but I remember cause I tried to make that squad. I was 16. I think I didn't make the New Zealand team for that squad. And it was like a, a world cup in New Zealand, like the one coming soon. And I remember feeling like so gutted and watching those games. Like, Oh wow. But yeah. that to the point for me was like, I'm going to make, the next team like the under 20s and that's when I made that's when I was able to start my journey playing for New Zealand but that was one where I was like so disappointed but then it just drove me it drove you to 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 do more amazing exactly who was your first footballing hero oh Maya Jackman because she was a um one of the veterans but she was on all of the posters I think that was every like I think a lot of my teammates who are my age in the in the ferns now would say the same. It's Maya Jackman. Nice. Let's bring it into the present. Is there any pre-match ritual, or you did play some guitar, or, or what? What do you do? <laughs> I just uh, I do play guitar actually. Like yeah, oh, cool. I, that kind of has helped. I've found like over the years, I I go into the bathrooms in hotels and play guitar. Oh because the acoustics sound the best. That's true. Or the <laughs> stairs. Normally, like, the stairs next to the elevator. Or the stairs, yeah. They also sound incredible. There was uh, one tour we were on. My teammate Erin Naylor can sing, so we mm-hmm. did a lot of that, like, just messing around, just, you know. It's just so enjoyable, and it helps you, like, calm down. I don't know. We just did that. Right. Uh, we found um, – we went down to the pool. In, uh, we're in America. We're playing the U.S., mm-hmm. and there was a basement pool. And it sounded so good in there. So I was like, I'm bringing the guitar down. Let's have a little like sing down here. Wow. <laughs> that was so I, cool. That's super cool. You should have brought the microphone <laughs> and recorded something directly on there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a recording, I think, somewhere on a phone somewhere. Oh, oh, it was so long ago, though. That's amazing. When yeah. you did that, Hannah, what was the score? Oh man! <laughs> if you do, if you do something and it leads and it and it leads to you winning, you got to keep doing that. That has to become your superstition. I know. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to think. We've had one good result against the US, and it was a tie. We tied them one one once. Decent. I'll never forget that. But I don't know if it was when we did that. But I'd like to oh, think okay. it is. Well, <laughs> and Hannah, is there any? What What is the greatest person um, you've met thanks to football? Oh, I have to say my best friends on the team, Katie Bowen and Erin Naylor. Like they are my best friends in the whole wide world. And I wouldn't have met them if I hadn't played football. So wow. yeah. 
Amazing. Great pick. I love that, you know, you pick, pick friends. Many people pick like big heroes and, and I love, you know, having somebody close is actually super <laughs> important. Um, so what's the best place that football has taken you? Oh, Lisbon in Portugal. Yeah. I lived in Lisbon. Mm. I played for sporting CP for mm -hmm. a little bit. I love Lisbon so much. Why Portugal? Like the, the Albanino wine? Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. sangria no. uh, all the, oh i just i loved i love living in lisbon it was it's such a beautiful place the weather is like that's my scene like i'm from the beach yeah. like i grew up near the beach so um as soon as i moved to yeah lisbon i just i fell in love with the place i thought it was so cool and i'm from new zealand so it's hard for me to to compare anywhere else. Yeah, you are very spoiled, so much, but... very spoiled on everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear Lisbon is a great city and it's kind of underrated. Like no one really talks, everyone talks about Barcelona or Berlin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Lisbon is definitely on my list. And speaking of New Zealand, yeah. we're going to look to the future. You have the small matter of the World Cup coming up in 2023. <laughs> Um, you must be so excited to have a home World Cup. What does the next two years look like for you? What, what's, what's coming in store for you in preparation for that massive event in 2023? It's definitely the biggest event of probably all of our careers in, in the Ferns. Mm. Like, you know, and I could say, probably say the same for the Matildas as well. Like that's everything that you could ever dream of. So um, I guess it's just, You know, I'm coming towards the end of my career now. And so obviously like this is going to be a really big one for me. And I like to think that I've overcome some injuries and back to, you know, my, my normal self on the field. And now it's just about like getting myself to, you know, uh, kind of reaching the potential that I always thought that I could get to, you know. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm signed with Melbourne City. It's an awesome club. It's close to home. It's English-speaking mm. place. Like, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to – just to just really put in the work and and the grind after a really terrible couple of years with this virus like you know yeah. so um you know just it's yeah, all it's, it's all um, go from here I think I I can totally relate to that because it's like you know when you come back home after traveling around the world I felt the same about Italy I was like right, I've done it, I've travelled, I've done it. But mm -hmm. when you then come back home, and then I think I think COVID has also made us want to crave home a little bit more as well. So it's nice that you're obviously close to home. Um, and, you know, you're on the FIFA Play On podcast, and I know that you're part of the, the FIFA Women's World Cup brand launch. So congratulations mm -hmm. for that. I think everybody is looking forward to Australia and New Zealand World Cup. Everybody. Mm. Oh, yeah. And where can you, and this may, you know, you may only be able to kind of focus on the next two years, but where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? I mean, we've talked about your multi-talented, multi-hyphenated musical football career. <laughs> where do you see the next 10 years going for you? You know, I always said that if music was something that kind of, you know, opportunities are like came around with music, I would certainly go and pursue them, which is why I've always kind of carried it on, you know, because it does, it's, such a passion of mine um but you know I've also been studying a little bit too and working in the areas of psychology and stuff like that so basically just been working to keep my options open because we all know that the career won't last forever so um yeah. yeah I've just been like working in areas that 
you know interests me outside of football just seeing where it all takes me in the end thanks hannah that's that was so interesting thanks. you know it's a pleasure yeah. talking to you really thank you so much and I, i have a good excuse now to come to new zealand and and you know visit it again <laughs> yes. because i was there when i was like 14 or something in auckland and and i loved it and i have to go back yeah. so good excuse yeah you absolutely have to thank you so much for having me you guys this was awesome i love this so much it was awesome. amazing thank you so much Big tune, I love that one. If you haven't heard Hannah's music before, go and give it a listen. It's called Waiting for the Sun, killer vocal harmonies and such a nice vibe. Okay, on to our verses section now. It's another classic and let's see who comes out on top this week. Okay, this is Versus. This is a section of our show where my co-host and I go head to head. We're setting a different challenge every week and just like in any football matchup, the winner takes three points, it's one for a draw and the loser gets a big fat zero. We're going to add up at the end of each challenge to see how we're doing in the FIFA Play On podcast and see who will be crowned the eventual FIFA Play On champion. Avra, what we got today? So I got a little message here from the VAR referee team. And it says, the contestants are shown a little clip of an iconic music video. They have to commentate along with the on-screen action in the style of a frantic football commentator. Oh, that, that was very British of me, sorry. And once again, the performance will be judged by our VAR referee in the form of producer Tom. Say hello, Tom. What's happening, Alvaro? How's it going, Eni? Hey, Tom. Okay, don't be too harsh with us, okay, this week? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very excited. I mean, because I, I know the Spanish commentators, but I don't know how UK commentators do this. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. So, Eni, we've got a decision to make. We have to choose the video. So, are we going to commentate on Drake's Video for Laugh Now or Cry Later. The video sees Drake rolling up to massive sporting complex, shooting some basketballs in the gym and catching an American football, you know, crying and going into the shopping uh, center to buy some new clothes. Um, or... Or are we going to commentate on Ludacris's video for the tune At The Fool, which sees Luda meet up with some of his Fast and Furious friends in their modified sports cars, get into a car chase with an ice cream truck, draw the attention of the cops and witness a crash involving a fruit stall. So, which one do you want to go for? Oh, I love both videos. Both have got a lot of energy in them. Mm, incredible songs. Since we've interviewed Ludacris, we've got to go for Ludacris, Act of Fool. Yeah, okay. We've got to go for that one. Okay, I'm going to let you take that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's okay. So, obviously, I don't know what my brain is going to do here, okay? Because I've never commentated on, like, a in English, you know? And I've actually never commented in any language. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> That's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Not the thing I do at all. Okay, here's the video. All right, you ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. Go, go, go. So here we are, the NOG headquarters in somewhere in America. Incredible place, lights on. Somebody left the lights on. Okay, it's no problem. They have a lot of money. They go, we see Drake with an incredible woman. We don't know her identity going into this concept car. Nobody can buy this yet. It's okay. He looks back in a very sexy <laughs> mood. He's something in the camera. Nobody knows blue LEDs in the whole car what a waste of energy he continues 
he just uh, now he's in the basketball court flashy we don't know why he just somehow entered swoosh he's going to make a three. Oh no he didn't do the three pointer nobody saw everyone's teasing us there's somebody playing with him um, showing his hand and swoosh three times very good um, then he just I don't know randomly talks into the camera sings in the camera with a with a towel over his because he sweat a lot I don't know he's going into a shopping center with this woman with an incredible hairdo um, singing into the camera not buying any clothes uh, then he goes suddenly randomly into this uh, football field he goes and he takes the ball oh, and we don't see it he's crying nobody knows why he's very sad and uh, he's just looking into the camera with a picture he goes grabs it and oh, he has it in his hand he wins and he's going to fall as guy just celebrates into the camera and fade out <laughs> Incredible. Oh Incredible. That was really good. Oh, wow. This is so random. Flipping hell. Yeah. I've got to follow that. Okay. I'm going to give it a go. Go, Annie. Yeah. Right, we've got an incredible counter-attack on. There's six cars. There's one pink car leading. There's a woman. There's two women. There's... Oh, my God. There's Ludacris. He's so fast. He's so furious. He's acting a fool. He's come out. He's taken a, 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 a sign with two, two FF cross country. You've got Ludacris banging on a yellow car. I don't know why. This counter-attack is unbelievable against this back line. You've got, you got Ludacris singing. Cars reversing. Oh, there's going to be a goal. There's going to be a goal coming. Now this woman is driving fast and furious down the street. Chased by a milk float. Random, but that's what's happening. Police car, oh the police, the police are going to chase them because they're going so fast, they're going so furious. Ludacris is still acting a fool, he needs to grow up. This police car is still chasing the car. Now the, the car's doing donuts in the street, the milk float is about to crash into the... Oh my god, this is awful. The milk float's about to crash into the vegetable stand. What is going on? This Fast and Furious video is <laughs> unbelievable. Well done. Well done. I said, I said Fast and Furious about 20 times. Yeah, how did it feel for you? <laughs> that was hard. It was really hard. These, yeah. these commentators are just skilled, aren't they? They're so descriptive. Whenever I'm doing punditry in football, mm -hmm. having to describe what's on the screen to the audience is really, really hard. Oh, yeah. Because you've got, you've got to assume that they're kind of noticing what you're noticing. So mm. I think that, that was, yeah, that was harder than the rap, yeah. putting the rap together. I love, like, improvised stuff, you know, just you just go for it and then you, let's see what comes out. Because that's where the magic comes, you know? Yeah, I think something great happened on both of our uh, commentary so uh, the VAR referee is gonna have to take the decision let's see let's ask the referee okay you are being judged on your energy yeah ability to describe the action and your fluency here's my appraisal any excellent effort your integration of the title of the film and your use of the football in simile to describe the music video action was very very impressive i'm glad you noticed that mm -hmm. if there was a section for creativity i'd definitely be scoring you at the top of the pile for that but in terms of energy that was right up there from start to finish <gasps> ability to describe the action there are a few little gaps in there where as a listener i might have got a tiny bit lost and your fluency 
started off very strong, but as the as the video went on, there were a few little gaps in there. So wow, I, I'm not going to put a mark on it, but I'll give you my appraisal of your opponent's it's so hard. effort. Such a high level here. That was tough. Very strict as VAR guy, huh? Yeah, well, got to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Alvaro Soler, your energy levels started quite low and built to a crescendo during the video, which I liked. You described every single scene. Top marks for that and fluency. Given that it's your second, third, fourth language, I can only sing your praises on that front as well. So in this instance, they were both very, very good, but I'm going to give the three points to Alvaro Soler. Yes! Woo! Catching up here. Good job, Annie. Good job, Annie. Good job, Alvaro. That was, uh, yes. I think I think Woo. that was a fair call to my VAR. Maybe it's, you know, the other one was a rap. That was kind of my thing. This is like kind of your thing. Football commentary to a music video is a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I just want to thank my family, you know, all my fans. This has been an incredible ride. I just can't wait what the future holds for me in this moment. Yeah, thank you. So, guys, the recap of the score is 12 for me and 15 for Annie. Ooh. So that's uh, Annie's still in the lead. Incredible, okay, incredible okay. job there getting tight uh, but yeah we have two games to go two more weeks that means six more points to score yeah a lot of chances are still open a lot of things are still open so guys see you next week and uh, it was fun let's see what we have next week <laughs> so glad I got to win this one two more to go and I'm still in with a chance and that's all for this episode of the FIFA Play On podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice and give us a five-star rating if you haven't done it yet. Don't forget to follow me, Annie, and FIFA on the socials. You might get to play along with some of our Versus challenges. There are a bit of bonus video contents for you guys. And you'll also get a glimpse behind the scenes of us recording the podcast. Thanks so much for joining the FIFA Play On. We'll see you back here next week, same time and same place. Ciao.